The Secret Covenant. This was apparently written by John D. Rockefeller, like in the early 1800s. An illusion. It will be so large, so vast, it will escape their perception. Those who will see it will be thought of as insane. We will create separate fronts to prevent them from seeing the connection between us. We will behave as if we are not connected to keep the illusion alive. Our goal will be accomplished one drop at a time as to never bring suspicion upon ourselves. This will also prevent them from seeing the changes as they occur. We will always stand above the relative field of their experience for we know the secrets of the absolute. We will work together always and will remain bound by blood and secrecy. Death will come to he who speaks. We will keep their lifespan short and their minds weak while pretending to do the opposite. We will use our knowledge of science and technology in subtle ways so they will never see what is happening. We will use soft metals, aging accelerators, and sedatives in food and water, also in the air. They will be blanketed by poisons everywhere they turn. The soft metals will cause them to lose their minds. We will promise to find them a cure on our many fronts, yet we will feed them more poison. The poisons will be absorbed through their skin and mouths. They will destroy their mind and reproductive systems. From this, their children will be born dead, and we will conceal this information. The poisons will be hidden in everything that surrounds them, in what they drink, eat, breathe, wear. We must be ingenious in dispensing the poisons, for they can see far. We will teach them that poisons are good, with fun images and musical tones. Those they look up Two will help. We will enlist them to push our poisons. They will see our products being used on film and will grow accustomed to them and will never know their true effect. When they give birth, we will inject poisons in the blood of their children and convince them it is for their help. We will start early on. When their minds are young, we will target their children with what children love most, sweet things. When their teeth decay, we will fill them with metals that will kill them and steal their future. Their ability to learn has been affected. We will create medicine that will make them sicker and cause other diseases for which we will yet create yet more medicines. We will render them docile and weak before us by our power. They will grow depressed, slow, obese, and when they come to us for help, we will give them more poison. We will focus their attention toward money and material goods so they may never connect with the inner self. We will distract them with fornication, external pleasures, and games so they may be with one with the oneness of it all. I take these journeys, they tear my system down, try so hard to keep you I went crazy by myself, crying alone Anxiety, it keeps me on the edge Close to jumping off this ledge I sit perp to clear my head Since you've been gone These knees, they tear my system down Tried so hard to keep you I went crazy by myself, trying to look, spaced out. 
Staring at the ceiling Talking to my demons Asking for a reason why I feel the way I'm feeling If I'm the one who cheated on the sex without no meaning I like to keep a heart safe and mine stop beating Now I try so hard to stay medicated So I don't have to face the wrong I've done I take these enemies, they tear my system down Try so hard to keep you out I went crazy by myself Crying alone, anxiety It keeps me on the edge Close to jumping off this ledge I sit perfectly in my head Since you've been gone These enemies, they tear my system down Try so hard to keep you out I went crazy by myself Crying alone, anxiety It keeps me on the edge Close to jumping off this ledge I sit to clean my head Since you've been gone So I don't have to face the wrong I've done to you Play They make me any such Alright, alright, alright. Welcome back, guys. No stone unturned. It's your boy Frank. You guys ready for part dose? All right. Well, here it is. Enjoy. We started talking about that because there were some things that we were wondering, right? There was some related to like this medical conditions that you, you know, that you have or you might have and why, like Ali was saying, um, why there isn't more preventative stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going straight for the, the pills. And there were some things that we were thinking about. Yeah, that we were wondering. Well, that's a nice transition there, Cynic. There's some questions here, and I want to specify this is not written by me, so I cannot take credit. But some questions that I sent Cynic a, a while back. If these questions breed more questions, then maybe these are the right questions to be asked. And we'll mm-hmm. take turns on this. So first one says, why don't doctors tell you to take magnesium instead of stool softeners, which dehydrates the bowel? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to put the parentheses in there. <laughs> Or why don't doctors tell you to change your diet when you have heartburn and indigestion instead of you taking Prilosec? And this is a perfect example of what we were talking about with the commercials because there was one commercial that that Dizzy and I watched or saw, you know, when you watch TV, you end up seeing the same commercial Mm -hmm. 15 times in an hour. And um, it's this dude, he's sitting with his kid at the dining table and they're eating tacos. (laughs) And they're like, you can plan for for the re- you know the ramifications of a taco dinner, Taco Tuesday. <laughs> but what about that pizza at work? And it's <laughs> and it's like, how about your diet? So, but instead of that, they're talking about take this. How about your cholesterol level, fool? <laughs> Let's talk about the bigger issue at hand. <laughs> yeah. So that was a nice connection right there um, with the heartburn. 
Yeah, there you go. Next question is, why don't doctors tell you herbs heal, that food heals? Yeah, forget about that. That ain't going to happen. Oh, shit. You know, good tasting food is usually the one that's worse for you. <laughs> exactly. And actually, there's this doctor out there. I would have had his name ready, but he's somebody who is into understanding the powers that plants have for us like plants give us everything they give us nutrients their medicine for us and he's been saying forever that we need to really start showing people this way of living and they've been they kept them on the shelf man they're trying to silence him all those big mega companies they don't want that information to get out because they're afraid that they'll lose their people mm -hmm. their sheep why is it that this information is so hard to find because if you try to look it up naturally like you're gonna get like 50 spam things that, hey, buy my natural supplement, buy my natural whatever. That's not really natural. It's somebody trying to profit off of the word natural. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, there are actual herbs that grow from the, you know, the earth that you can take, that you mm -hmm. can, but it's so hard to learn that bit of it because it's almost like they don't want you to know they that you can live you. off land, that you can. Yeah. Cure yourself. You don't, because then you're not a customer anymore to them. And yeah. the only thing that matters is that dollar bill. Yeah, it's when they get money from you buying the bad food, then they get money from you paying for medication. They're just making money. Good yeah, point. You're right. They get you on both sides. There's a there's a company. The company that makes the weed killer is the same company that makes... Roundup? Roundup. Roundup is same company. Let me see. Roundup. Like they own like a heart company and then they also own this. They own the thing that gets you sick and the thing to get you healthier. But I want to not misquote us. Give me a second. But while you look that up, uh, that's that when you take ethics out of it, that's the heart of capitalism. That is any businessman's wet dream or business person's wet dream. Right. You make money on one hand and then you make money on the other hand. You know, take the ethics out of it. Right? Like, that is the, the best business model. And there is nothing. I mean, ethics isn't something you can legislate, mm -hmm. right? People have to have it. But that was a really good point. That is exactly what they do. Because uh, what was it that you read there? Uh, Bayer AG struck a $2.5 billion deal to resolve the future legal claims that's widely used weed killer causes cancers. The German company said on Wednesday that Bayer has been struggling to finalize the statements of claims that Roundup and other glyphs-based herbicides cause a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, a type of cancer. So, but the, the, essentially, these two companies are owned by the same corporate umbrella. Mm -hmm. So one is giving you medicine, and the other one is causing you... Is making you sick. Mm -hmm. Here, use this for your everyday needs. Oh, you got sick? Here's some medicine. <laughs> That's a perfect circle, man. They're they're getting money from you on this side, and the money on the back end is way more, cause it's your life. So you're gonna mm -hmm. pay whatever you need to pay to stay alive, right? Mm -hmm. The money they make here on the back end is way more lucrative than that little weed killer bottle that you bought. And that is a German company, isn't it? There, buyer. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey! Not everything in hey, Germany. Hey, not is, everything is sweet. Not everything is peaches and cream, man. <laughs> And Bayer has a Nazi history, too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So does deep. Hugo Boss. Hugo Boss? Good thing I don't wear Hugo no more in the seventh grade. Yeah, Hugo <laughs> Boss was the designer of the Nazi military uniform. No way. Damn. I gave you guys a fun fact. You gave me a fun fact on the low? That cologne does smell pretty good, though. That Hugo is not bad. Yeah, we can talk about that in another Hugo episode. Hugo Boss? About all the, 
the company, the German companies that were involved in 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 that dirty dirty so business and are still operating today now. You know, with clean hands. clean hands. So they were looking tight, them not them Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> they were looking tired. Hugo was cutting them up. I, I know I'm not making light of that, but at least they look good. All right, bro. Uh, you want to get the next one? Uh, I'm going to skip the next one All and right. go straight to the one after that. <laughs> that sounds good. All right. <laughs> um, why aren't you informed by your doctor that if you eat a grapefruit every day, it'll lower your blood pressure naturally and you don't need pills? I just learned that that's new for me. I can do that. Well, you're welcome. No stone unturned. Why doesn't your doctor tell you to take activated charcoal for headaches, bloating, gas, skin issues, colds, food poisoning? Activated charcoal bonds waste and or toxins for the removal from the body. There you go. I brush my teeth with charcoal. But damn, all that stuff, skin issues, colds? That sounds a little too good to be true. All right, let's get with it. No stone unturned is going to give you the hot heat. Let's go. I mean, if anyone's tried it for any of those things and it's helped... Call into the show. <laughs> it's JG Wentworth's phone number. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, don't go eat regular charcoal now, guys, all right? Let's make sure we're eating the right charcoal. You got to activate it. Yeah. Charge it up first. <laughs> Why don't doctors tell you about herbs and herbal teas to support immune and digestive functions? Different herbs help different organs do their jobs to keep the body healthy. Mm-hmm. Why isn't your... I'm sorry? I was going to say, that's something that over there is actually quite big. Herbs. Yeah, no, yeah, mm. for sure. Your herb game is on point. I agree with that. Mm. Is tea drinking, like, very big for you guys? Tea and crumpets. I mean, it's not as big as in the UK, you know, where they... The yeah. stereotype. Tea and crumpets. Yeah, tea all the time. Yeah. Tea time. Tea time. But um, it is big. I mean, they're... they're it's a, not as big as the coffee industry, but a lot of people drink drink, drink teas there. Yeah. My boss is from the islands, and Lord of mercy. Him and his family are very big on tea, and I noticed that it's also very big in his culture. Yeah, like um, there's a lot of herbal teas and fruit teas. I would say it's it's drunk a lot there. Mm-hmm. I like that fruity shit. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Nice. So who read that one, me or you? That was you. Why isn't your doctor suggesting that you should take a probiotic daily? This boosts immune function, helps clean and balance the bowels, helps regulate, and keeps colds and allergies at bay. So again, why isn't your doctor suggesting that you take probiotics daily? I think people know about probiotics. If you don't know about probiotics, that's good bacteria for your Mm -hmm. body. There's Mm -hmm. bad bacteria, there's good bacteria. You want more of the good bacteria. So get on your probiotics game. No stone in turn, baby. Let's go. Yeah. I think probiotics comes with age. It's something that you're Damn. Like, you're like 18. You're not thinking about probiotics. Gut health. But do you understand how important gut health is? Exactly. Like to not only your mental state, but your immune system, the way you feel, the way your body reacts to things, the way it's holding fats. Is it storing them more than it should? Man, gut health has a lot to do with that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's important. It's something you should be taking care of. From a very early age, but it's not something that you learn about that that time. Yeah. And I don't think at least because the culture. The but culture, why? Yeah. That's yeah. that's the question. Is why? Yeah, there you go. That's a super good point. No, usually you hear about it only if you're having trouble. If you're having trouble, yeah, you want to prevent it. Just prevent it. Why doesn't your doctor provide you with any information or package inserts? For your vaccines before injecting yourself or your child oh shit i mean that just landed on me by coincidence or did you set me up for that i knew you were gonna skip one i already skipped the one i wanted to skip <laughs> i know that it will land you right there <laughs> it's all 
all calculated. So you want to, what was that one again? <laughs> I just heard vaccines. I said, oh, shit. Why doesn't the doctor provide you with information or package inserts about the vaccine before injecting you or your kids? I mean, it's like terms and conditions. Like, they who's going to read that? Hold on. They don't disclose that there are aborted baby cells, cow cells, African <laughs> monkey cells. Yeah, let's read the whole thing there, Cynic. African <laughs> monkey cells and dog cells, along with many other adjuvants like mercury and aluminum and formaldehyde, none of which are healthy or beneficial to the body. Why did you read that whole thing there, Cynic? Why did you stop at the I already uh, know all that. But the people need to know. This is about giving the people information, well, not talking, altering we, information. Check why. out our vaccine episode, exactly. season two, episode. <laughs> it's because you have it in your body now, right? It's because you have it in your body. <laughs> why don't doctors create diet and or lifestyle plans for patients? This is a, a very good question. Diet and lifestyle choices are 90 plus percent of all illnesses. Why don't doctors create diet and or lifestyle plans for patients? Because then they don't have customers. And or the insurance company sets you up to fail because you can't get that kind of information from your doctor. You would have to be referred to a nutritionist or a dietitian. And, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. a train. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs a visit, a paycheck. Everybody needs to get fed. It's a fuck train. All aboard. Get fucked. <laughs> Sorry, Dizzy. <laughs> Very good point, cuz. Very good point. It is. I, that would be awesome. If you could go to a doctor and not feel that it's going to be some dread experience because you're going for some problem. Mm-hmm. If you could go there and he or she could help you based on your system to, you know, teach you how to eat right or what you should do or avoid. I don't know. It you seems know, like a no-brainer. About it, those, those same companies that are making money, because the, the only thing they care about is making money. Those same people right now that are making money and feeding off of our illnesses, why not flip the game and get into the organic vegetable business? You know, you can still make money. Just re, just recalibrate it. Just recalibrate the system. All you care, you don't really want to. I don't think they set out to want to kill people. They just don't care if people die in the in the midst of them making money. I don't think they're coming out saying, well, we want to go ahead and exterminate. They're saying, well, damn, this isn't too healthy for people, but I want this paycheck, so fuck it. Some people got to die. But they're not coming out saying, well, no, we got to kill people. We want to, like, hurt. We want to go out of our way to harm people. We're realizing that somewhere along the way, our product wasn't safe. And rather than addressing it, we're continuing to pump it out because we're making money. If they were smart, they would just get on the other side of things. Mm -hmm. And now you have more people to buy your stuff. Because there's more people around. And there's more money for you to fucking make. You dumb fucks. Hmm. Think out of the box, isn't it? That's all they care about is the money. Just go make the money. Go do it. With, with that whole point about the money with the and these companies, one thing that I found shocking when I first heard it a while ago, but it's still surprising now, is that these companies, especially the, or particularly the ones that are publicly traded, Mm-hmm. They have to put money before anything else. They're legally obligated to make decisions that will financially benefit the company before they can be concerned with anything about Mm -hmm. employees or customers. Like when I first heard that, I was like totally shocked. Yeah. But they are legally obligated as as a publicly traded company. You know, they have to be first and foremost making money so that drives their decisions i get that but that's the when we talk about the system 
being broken. That's yeah. what we're talking about. Because if we're letting finances dictate how we move and not some type of morality or, or ethical responsibility to the other human being next to me, if we're letting the finances drive that, then we're always going to have buildings fall because people are looking the other way because they're getting fucking paid off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's always going to be something that we're going to have to deal with if that's what's driving us, if that's what the foundation is. I understand that, you know, we need we need companies. We need mm-hmm. we need things to contribute to the system. We need things to tr- contribute to the economy. I understand that balances us out. I get that. I'm not being naive in that sense. But I'm just saying we don't have to do it the way we're doing it. Mm-hmm. And if we did it the other way, there could be even more to make. I'm just saying, bro. All right. So, um... Did you read the breastfeeding one? No, I got that one. Okay. Why don't doctors teach the value of breastfeeding instead of telling you to use formula instead? Breast milk is a baby's very first defense in health outside of the womb. It adapts to what a child needs at each individual feeding and is the most powerful thing that builds and supports an immune system in a baby dizzy breast milk baby. <laughs> That's why you're so smart, Dizzle. Now, I will say this. There's some women that... Sometimes they can't they produce, can't, right? Yeah. And that's different. We feel I think for that's them. different. We feel for them because I understand as a woman that must be very stressful. You know, you want to you want to provide, you want to give for your your baby, and you can't. So, with the exception of that, that a woman cannot produce, if you're just choosing not to, you're an idiot. Because I knew this before this question. I knew that breast milk was is one of the best things you can give your child. You know, I want to talk about kids that are breastfeeding too long, though. I knew I knew of somebody who their kid was already running around, kid. Running around, loco, playing. Cuatro añito, loco. Yo, come run over to mom, sucking on the titty. There's always some... Four or five... Like you're like, yo, you, you, you could go buy cigarettes, dude. Get off your mom's tit. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. Like, formulate the sentence... Yo, you're running around, dog, in jean shorts and sneakers. That sentence clearly and be understood. Shouldn't be on there. Mama, give me yeah. some titty. What? That's a, yeah, there's there's yeah, a cutoff. That's disturbing. That's, that's a little... disturbing. No shame, but why don't doctors tell you? Why don't doctors tell you to take supplements to boost your health prior to becoming sick? Example, supplements, herbs, tinctures can often often prevent illnesses by boosting immune system function and supporting organs with their natural functions. I mean, that's a little more redundant than anything else, mm-hmm. but we yeah, we get we get the idea there. So, we're down to the final three. Mm -hmm. Why don't doctors teach you that you store emotions in your physical body, Mm. which can cause you mental anguish, Mm. instead of saying you need a pill? Emotions play a very significant Mm. role in our total health. Without tools to help navigate our emotions, we can easily become physically ill. Mm. That is a really good one. Talk to me. The body is a cell and it carries trauma. Talk to me. Bro, let me tell you. I feel the difference when I exfoliate. I exfoliate about twice a week. You know what I mean? You can tell that the skin is an organ. It feels different after you exfoliate. Mm-hmm. You know, when you rub the dead skin off your body and it kind of renews itself. It's some. It's not just, you know, an outer layer that's on top, on, on top of your, your muscle structure. The, the skin itself is an organ. So when you talk about the body and how it can... What did it say here? Um, why don't doctors teach you that you store emotions in your physical body which can cause your mental can cause you mental anguish instead of saying you need a pill. I've always said that not every kid who has ADHD or learning disabilities needs to be put on pills. 
I think there, you know, in certain extreme cases, I might be the only option understood. But let that be the last option. Oh, your kid is different. Your kid has learning disabilities. Here's this. You know what I mean? Here is fucking, what's that shit that people use to focus that they study on? Um, Adderall. Here's Adderall. Mm -hmm. He's going to help him focus. Versus going to, well, let's see if, you know, exercise. Let's see if a certain diet. Let's see if, if a different way of communicating. Let's see if getting him into something that gives mm. him an outlet. Oh, right? it takes too long. Oh, why? Well, no. CBD but, has been proven to help with ADHD. Come on now. But are they making money off of those things? They're not. They're going to make money off of that Adderall prescription that they're giving you. Right? Yep. Massage can help release trauma from the body, acupuncture. There's things that you can, you don't need to be on antidepressants or anxiety medications. Or you don't, I mean, therapy is a great outlet as well, but you probably don't need to see your therapist three, four times a week, you know? You can um, do things for your body through exercise and movement to release those traumas. Sometimes I, look, we all go through our shit. There's ups and downs, right? And sometimes medication may be the best thing for you. But I think more times than not, a good bike ride, a good walk, a good conversation, a good sweat session. I think those things, yep. they're they're not giving the value that they should have. That they deserve. That they deserve, yeah. Yeah. First-hand experience um, for me, and this happened maybe a couple months ago, just working through stuff. I had a lot of tension in the neck area mm-hmm. over a few days. You know, I noticed it already. And then when I went to my therapist Mm -hmm. i go to once a week Mm -hmm. um we were talking about that and i've never experienced such a physical reaction in such a short amount of time by just releasing when i sat down and started talking about it my (laughs) neck tensed up so much or went the opposite way yeah yeah that i couldn't i couldn't even pretend like i had to keep doing this and she immediately noticed and picked up on it yeah and um we yeah we talked talked it through and it, it got a little you know better but the the surprising thing was how how quickly this tension built up and it, it was obviously it was obvious that it was due to the conversation mm-hmm. yeah because bef- before I went in you know it mm-hmm. wasn't that bad and as soon as I sat down and started talking it was very 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 noticeable oh, and then afterwards it was again not that bad mm-hmm. so um yeah 100 uh, percent. yeah the emotional stuff uh, definitely impacts your physical body that's why when people are super negative and they think that it has no effect you know like or what you're saying bro yeah it's just what you're saying bro no no i, I don't it's think being stick. cynical is necessarily being negative i think you just have a different viewpoint on, on things you know negative is is my old bass player that's negative <laughs> You know, I, like when people don't understand the connection and I and I spoke about this with my students before that the reason that you need to come in with a positive attitude into rehearsal is because your brain, when you when a thought is generated, there's an electric magnetic pulse that's actually being released out to the universe. And that's proven. So a thought sparks electricity that starts the makeup of what's around you. So if your thought can control the energy around you and coming in with a good or bad attitude is going to illustrate that. Pair that to what, what you're doing to your body. If you're always being negative, you're always being down. If you're mm. always, you know, being that person that's just bitter, being the victim versus looking in the mirror saying, what can I do different? Where have I gone wrong? <laughs> I want to say it's everybody else's fault but mine. Mm. Yeah, maybe in some cases it is other people's fault, but a lot of times we have to look at ourselves and be like, yo, I fucked up there or I could have done that differently. 
that's really doing the inner work though right mm-hmm. because that's part of that that process where you don't realize a lot of times when you're going through something you don't realize how you could be making that situation better by just making some different choices you're always looking at what the other side is doing to you and how the other side is making you feel but you're not realizing that man maybe there there's different things that i can be doing that can prevent or change the outcome. That's uh, something that has to be learned, unfortunately. Oh, that's when we talk about doing the work, though. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. doing the work. And that shit is not easy. It's not easy. Ooh. And you don't learn it as a kid, not necessarily, you know, not in no. our culture. Anyway. You, you learn it by getting put into situations where people are like, why are you reacting that way? You're like, reacting like yeah, how? Yeah. And then you're like, well, maybe they have a point. Uh, sidebar, since sidebar. you said our culture, how did you feel about that movie that we watched yesterday? Did you did you find it in, uh, in, the, in the Heights? Uh-huh. The musical. The musical. The reason I ask is because what... It's a good question. It was my first time watching that movie, and I kept leaning over and telling B, you know, that's very accurate in Spanish culture, where they really do teach us things like that. You know, you really are ta- taught that it's the little dignities. You mm. have to have, you know... Orgullo. Yeah, you have to have these napkins that are hand stitched, and they're going to be your prized possession, and you're going to pass these napkins down to, to your it, kids. It, a lot of little things that were in that movie, I was like, that is pretty spot on to Spanish culture. Yeah, I can't disagree. Yeah, when I watched it, there were a lot of things that that definitely took me back. Yeah, to to childhood, both in the interactions of the people. But also in in the the, the scenes yeah, where they were outside on the streets, the bodegas. How dope is it that where we grew up, kid? They got musicals about, right? Yeah, come yeah. holla at me, bro. Yeah, yeah. The heights. the heights, baby. It was it was really cool. I like when you said it was a musical. I mean, I stayed to be <laughs> sociable <laughs> because I thought I hate musicals. Hey, listen. Me too. Honestly, I'm not a big fan of musicals, but it, you know, it was. This one was. I'm glad because here's the thing. Maybe now you see other musicals differently. Maybe West Side Story is a classic. You guys should watch West Side Story, man. I mean, there there are parts of it. We this year and I were talking about it too because it did happen to me. You like Grease? You don't like Grease? I do like Grease, but Grease is a classic. I fell asleep during Hamilton. I mean, it's I heard Hamilton's a little be amazing. It it is amazing. We can watch it before you go. No, but, I mean, I couldn't. But to each, I mean, Hamilton's a little different. I understand, but something more like Grease, like Washington Heights, like I don't the color think purple. That I have to be in the mood for said musicals and. That one took me by surprise. It was pretty spot. But they also have that uh, work until you die mentality in that movie. Mm -hmm. Because it's popular in Spanish cultures and island culture. You know, you're so grateful that you've made it here that now you have to work, 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 work to prove that you fit in with society and prove that you're one of them. You know, and I was asking that question. When did we lose that laid back mentality? Because they're... Are they that way in at home? You know, were mm. they that way in Venezuela, in mm. Aruba, and everywhere that we're from? That's know? why we're so festive people because we're we celebrated life a lot exactly. back in the islands. Mm. We come over here and we, you're right, we kind of shed that and we get into that. Well, I need to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah, I need to work really hard because I got to show them my value. It's not enough that I'm a human being. I got to show them that I can add value by being a hard worker. And hopefully, Rick. My Caucasian boss 
will give me a promotion and help me, you know, get up the ladder. It's absolutely true. It's it's the system, man. It's a big clusterfuck. Mm-hmm. I didn't fin. I you know I started the musical. I didn't finish it. I came in like maybe caught the last five minutes with you guys. So there's a big chunk that I'm missing. I mean I know how it ends now. So spoiler alert. <laughs> but I'm gonna finish it. I'm gonna finish it. And uh, from what I saw and from what I remember, at least the, the first parts I caught, I was very, very proud. Weird thing, you know, but very proud to to be from that part of in New York and to know that I came from something that has influenced people that much, you know. And now taking this journey with the music, and I'm just going to be another gem coming out of Washington Heights, baby. Put me on the front cover, baby. Talk, tell my story, baby. Take, Let's go. Take a picture on the stairs. You know what I'm saying? I have a usual, a bit of different take on it. Like, there you go. Nah, <laughs> Talk to me, baby. It's not a negative take. No, there's a lot of people that feel like it was whitewashed, because I guess the Broadway version was a little more authentic. I don't know they were cooking Arroco Gandule on stage. Whitewash. Of I'm course. Like, dude, I, it was, it was suffice for me. It was good. But what's your take on that? No, it's just a personal, my own personal feelings watching the film. Like, I could identify with some of the characters. Yeah. Like, there was the one character who left to Stanford, right? And she felt isolated. She felt like she left home. She felt guilty. Yeah. And sometimes I, I have felt like that because I feel like I've lost a connection with the culture that I was raised in. But then there's the other girl whose name I can't remember, Vanessa, I think, who was all she wanted to do was get out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I could identify with that, too. So watching it was really interesting for sure. Mm, probably brought some emotions up. That yeah, yeah, it, de- it definitely did. The whole time I was thinking a lot about my my situation. Personal, yeah? Yeah. Um, and it was nice to see a lot of the references of things that I remember from childhood. The bodegas, man. Cool the bodegas, stuff. for sure. Um, Fire hydrants that, in the summer. That, I can't remember what, what they called it. Rapadito. Rapadito, yeah. On, son. The, I, but in the show, movie, they had a different name from it for That's it. what we call it. I don't know what they... But rapao, yeah. That Granizao, ice thing. Granizao. Oh, yeah. Was it granizao? Maybe. I think it was granizao. Where they scratched the ice, And then you they know, put the juice And in then there. they put the juice. I remember in all the that. summertime, stuff. bang, kid. This one thing they called it, what did he, he called it a half water? Something like that? I don't, it was a really brief scene, and they were singing when they were. It, mm. it, it was the it, little juices, little the juices. juices. Yes, come on. When son. I saw that, with, I with the zebra cakes, fifty cent zebra cakes. Yes. Get out of here. Call it a day. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. They look yeah. like grenades. Quarter yeah. juices, quarter juices. Quarter. That's what he said. Quarter juices. I don't remember by that name, but when I saw it immediately, I was re- yeah. I remember loving those things too. Yeah, so yeah, I enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it mainly because. Maybe more than I would have otherwise, because I could identify with those things, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and because of also the music. Yeah, that's why I don't know if I would like, like I know about Greece. I don't know if I would like Greece. So I, I get you. I think that part of that is you. Were, it was more relatable to you, so maybe you were more uh, susceptible to uh, enjoying the musical. But I think you should give musicals another chance, man. They're not too bad. All right, last two here, cynic. Why don't doctors tell you that when they take an, a whole organ from your body, that you're still going to suffer? You're just going to suffer in a new way. Organs are all useful. We need them for many reasons. And most organs can be healed completely without removing anything. So what, what they're referring to there is what, like a gallbladder? or Maybe, yeah. Kidney? kidney? It's different though. Somebody needs mm, one and you're lung. giving it to them, right? But they're trying to say that you wouldn't need a transplant to begin with if you can just heal the organ. Maybe they mean like if you're, one of your organs is diseased... Why don't they try and, I guess, treat it before just removing it? Yeah. Because 
if it's disease and then you get it removed and you think you're going to be fine and then what they're saying here is that you're still going to suffer yeah i guess that's the where they're coming from with it all righty and let's get that last one in there baby last one why don't doctors take a real role in helping people live better lives why do they set up protocols for prescriptions that most of them wouldn't even take themselves why aren't we being helped to understand total health before we get sick that also seems a bit redundant and that was a three for one here because there were three questions in that one but it's true because um i don't know how it is for you but my last physical the doctor came in uh typed on the screen asked me a couple questions and left not touched not examined barely looked at you know you kind of feel like just a cow in pasture you're just the next one on the train you know and doctors have this jaded mentality that you know your chart is who you are mm-hmm. if it's not in the chart it doesn't exist mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're also very selective on what you say you know my symptoms are i'm fatigued i'm you know this i'm that but they only pick up on three out of the five you mentioned because those three in their mind relate to some disease mm-hmm. some textbook yeah some excuse to give you something correct but They'll ignore all the other issues. And every problem you have, every pain in the body is non, not normal. It's something that should be examined. It's something that should be looked at further. I think that's a, probably a pretty shitty job to be a doctor these days. Yeah, I think they, they, they probably, it probably starts from what they're taught, right? Because I'm guessing they're not taught, you know, those finer things about health, yeah, and how to handle patients. They're probably taught more just the strict, you know, Cut it out, give them pills or I don't know, whatever, probably, right? But then once they're in the system, you know, they're overrun with patients, usually, like overworked is what I mean. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, they're known for having super stressful jobs, especially when you first start out as a doctor in mm-hmm. terms of hours and everything. That's what you have to have a passion for. When we talk about those passions, right? Yeah. You have to have people that have a passion for medicine because if not those, those adverse things, those negatives, right, the long hours, the shit they got to deal with you know having people die on their medical table all that shit if you can't get into that for the money malpractice insurance is at an all-time high for medical doctors Straight, but that's negligence anytime i mean obviously mistakes happens but you know that's not your doctor is not something you can fuck up on like when they leave a scalpel in you that's you feeling like you got this you know and you're not giving that person or the attention or you're tired and you don't even notice it i'm saying it could be that too not that it isn't uh, negligence. I don't know about overwork, bro. <laughs> you don't think that's a possibility? I think that if you're getting compensated as such... You shouldn't be like that. Yeah, like that. you know, and, and if at the end of the day, you got to put in an extra 20 hours on a 40-hour work week, which I've done in sales, okay, to get shit done, and you're getting paid quadruple than I'm getting paid, shut the fuck up and work the hours, bro. You wanted to be a doctor. I'm not, I don't feel bad for doctors. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad for them. And if we're leaving scalpels in people, it's because you think that you, ya, ya tiene la vuelta. Treat this person like it's your mother. Treat this person like it's your brother. Like it's your son. Give that attention and detail to that, to that patient. No, we've done this 50 times, so we're just gonna willy-nilly, and now we're leaving fucking things in people's body that, that can potentially kill them because the body starts fighting it as a disease. Now this person is throwing up. They have headaches. They don't know what's going on. They do an X-ray. They find out they left a pair of scissors in them. Or a rubber glove. Or a rubber glove. We're getting too comfortable. That used to happen with uh, in aviation. In aviation, it used to be that the, the chief pilot was the one who had the last say. 
and it didn't matter what the co-pilot said or was recommending or whatever. And after some disasters, they realized that that it can't be. Yeah, that one person has the final say on everything because they're the experienced one, they're the whatever. And they came up with this whole thing called crew resource management to make sure that there are double checks, that there are other people involved. Maybe they need something like that. Maybe they do. Maybe, Maybe it shouldn't just do. be the surgeon or whoever is the top dog in there without someone checking their work. Or something. No, and exactly. those those And those surgeons that are a little off the wall, because not everybody is sent from God, those people are now exposed because there's somebody checking them. But when they get to that level and there's nobody checking them and they're doing whatever they want to do, more of that shit's going to happen. Yeah. What if I told you that that system's already in place? If people Fuck. Use it? I was going to, I was wondering, maybe it already exists. So there's already something like that, I yeah? I mean, you can take a holistic approach to your health. That's what the topic is about, essentially, is being preventative. Not saying that surgeons aren't necessary. You know, if you have a, an extreme case and you need, you know, your foot amputated then you have to you have gangrene or some shit yeah Mm. but if you're preventative if you're taking uh, um, good strides in your health if you're seeing a chiropractor if you're you're doing things that are helping your system holistically you might not need the western medicine the poison the Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's just that people don't explore those options but i think on a once you get to a part where you need to see a medical doctor there should be checks and that and that. Yeah, let's prevent going and having to go do that. But if we're already here, let's make sure that there's somebody checking his work. Mm. You know, let's make sure that he's just not the only one. You know, he's he's a human being, too. What if he's fighting with his wife? What if his wife's banging the long guy? All right. Because he works too much. And now he's. Sorry, sorry, Dizzy. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, it sounded like a personal experience story. No. <laughs> My wife ain't banging the long guy. No, because you're pointing at you. the... I thought you were talking about your neighbor. What if the wife's banging the long guy? <laughs> He's got a t-shirt. Long guy. Long service. <laughs> Yo, let's get out of here. We have fun. Thank you to the studio audience. High fives all around for our studio audience. High fives. Cue the applause. Cue the princey. High five, papi. High five, Quincy. High five. Okay. <laughs> I got a quote for us. Els, I'm glad that we bamboozled you into this episode. Yeah. I'm glad that uh, this is what it took. Now, maybe next time we have a mic in front of you. you we don't have to get ambiance on, but thank you. Thank you for your two cents. You were great. Dizzy, thank you as Dizzy, well. Your contribution. Thank you well. for hanging out and chilling with Prince. Prince, thank you for messing up the sound. <laughs> All right. And the quote states, and she says, no one is more dangerously insane than one who is sane all the time. He is like a steel bridge without flexibility, and the order of his life is rigid and brittle. Alan Watts. Nice. Fucking love Alan. And nice. the order of his life is rigid and brittle. I like that. Hey, man, there, there has to be some sanity within this insanity. Yeah, there, has to be, there has to be that balance. I actually know somebody who could benefit from that make sure they listen to the podcast no someone turn season seven <laughs> i'm all over the place they're too rigid yeah you want to say their name or not no. okay well, you have to go with it as it comes I, I, that's what i get from it bruce lee i was gonna say bruce willis <laughs> bruce lee and i think i've told you this before he says one of his famous quotes is uh, be like water be like water yeah mm-hmm. so water always molds and adapts right and the you know the more rigid and stern we are like our parents used to be the more you're gonna suffer the way we're doing things the more you're gonna suffer so guys 
Let it fucking go, man. Let it go. Let it fly, baby. Fly like an eagle. <laughs> Cynic, that's all we got. Let's get the hell out of here, bro. I, I think they're gonna they're gonna overcharge us for the studio space that we're renting. <laughs> we went over about an hour. But we have some fun today. It's great to have you in studio, man. Look at yeah. you, you fucking stud ball. You didn't make eye contact with me this whole time. Stop but it's lying, right. man. It's like an awkward date. Fresh. It's like an awkward date. That's what it's been. But I loved it because I get to see your beautiful face right in front of me. I have, a, you know, my family here with us. And no, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun, man. It was okay. awesome. It we should was, try to do one easy. more before you leave. I'm just saying. We should try what? Well, we do have another episode. What are we going to do next week? When you're out here perusing in Tampa. Be like water. <laughs> maybe we cut this one up into two because it's so long. Let's see. Maybe. We'll, we'll see. do part one, part two. That could All be right. a, a way to take care of we it. We could do it. Or maybe we can get else for part two on a solid solid mic time. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, guys. We're out of here. Take care of yourselves and each other. Yes, sir. We'll catch you all same time, same place, same channel. Unchus. Psych. Unchus. <laughs> Everybody on three. Juice, all right? One, two, three. Juice. Peace. <laughs>